0: You're listening to Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Joe List, and you are listening to Mindful Metal Jacket, the podcast. And hopefully, you are listening from inside the confines of your home, and you are (coughs) self-quarantining. I have a cough. It's lingering. Um... I had a little bit of a cough due to cold uh, last week. A couple of times I've thought I had Corona. Who knows? Dry cough or whatever. But as you may or may not know, I have a reflux, silent reflux, I think combined with lingering cold, I'm pretty sure healthy. I've had no uh, temperature, no fever, no chills. And um, I, was, I was sneezing a bunch last week. So I think it was a regular cold. Sore throat, and uh, I've had these before, so don't worry about me. Um, well, you can worry about me if you'd like. It's nice. I'm worried about all of you. Are you guys doing all right? Email me, tweet at me, tell some friends. For God's sakes, this is a good time to, for people to be listening to podcasts. You're home, and this is an anxiety podcast. So, what better time? Maybe this thing can blow up during this, get some positive out of this. So, tell some friends to check out uh, Mindful Metal Jacket. Um, I got some book recommendations. I've mentioned a lot of them on here. Oliver Berkman, The Antidote, talked about. That one's great. Any Tick Not Han I recommend. Peace of mind and happiness are my favorites. Jack Cornfield, The Wise Heart. Um, he's got a bunch of them. I forget his newest one that I loved. The Wise Heart was my favorite one. A huge role in my life. Um, Tara Brock has a couple books. She has a podcast that's great. I use the Calm app. And uh, just try to stay sane. I've been going for walks, staying three feet away from everybody. Get, let the, Open the windows, let the sun in. You got to get some vitamin D, some vitamin Dizzle, and uh, reach it out. I'm reaching out a lot to a lot of people, and I appreciate you listening. Uh, today's episode, we have Ari Shafir. You may hate him. You may love him. You are probably not, uh, what's that word when you're neither? Probably not neutral on him. I love him. I mean, don't get me wrong. It drives me crazy. But uh, I love the guy. This was recorded months ago. Uh, I think before Thanksgiving, even. Or right after Thanksgiving, maybe. So uh, no mention of the uh, Kobe incident. We don't talk about it. This was pre-Kobe. But we do talk about, right up front, um, Ari's uh, pension for um, sort of trolling and kind of having people not like it. We talk about that right up front. That's something that he's always, uh, been into and enjoyed and uh, I don't. So that's a big difference between us. So we kind of discussed that a little bit and, uh, it takes us a little bit, but we end up getting into his depression, his bouts with depression, how he dealt with it. And, uh, we talk about mindfulness and mushrooms and all that good stuff. It was a long talk. I went to his apartment. His little dog is running around. I think you might hear the dog a couple of times or he'll talk to the dog, but, uh, Um, But whatever. Yeah. So it was one of the earliest ones we did. and uh, Like I said, I think it was uh, uh, November-ish. So quite a while ago now. Uh, He's dead, but uh, I'm doing well. And uh, yeah, people keep reaching out and people are worried about me. I appreciate it. But they say that uh, people with high anxiety and stress and uh, panic actually do best in situations like this. I've been preparing for this my whole life. I think the key... I've found, and I know the key, is to do the best to stay in the moment. Go a day at a time and even a moment at a time. When you start thinking, oh, my God, this might be till August or September or the world economy is going to collapse and uh, all that stuff. First of all, most of that you can't control. We can't handle it. Um, It's comforting to me that we're all in it together. It would be one thing if just I or just you were quarantined and you start thinking, boy, everyone else is making money. Everyone else is doing whatever. And I'm stuck here. We're all in it together. Um, and everyone wants us to succeed and be okay. So we got scientists working on it. We got economists working on it. The, the leader is uh, certainly disappointing. It's not who you would want. But I'm a New Yorker. We got Governor Cuomo. I feel safe with Governor Cuomo doing things. I love that guy. And, um, we got, we got the smartest people in the world working on it. And so you can only do what you can control, which is comforting and, uh, take it a moment at a time, a day at a time. Right now I got my feet up. I'm sitting in my bedroom, I mean, my living room. I got my feet up. I've been reading. I'm talking to you guys, uh, watching Seinfeld season six. That's the best season. Just watched a movie called swallow for the second time that I loved. It's available to rent on iTunes. I watched Taxi Driver, Raising Arizona. You know me. I love the Coen brothers and Scorsese. So watch some movies. I've been playing mandolin. Maybe see if you can learn an instrument, read some books, meditate, reach out, text, call, and also feel gratitude for the life you were leading. Maybe you weren't feeling that grateful. I'm sitting here going, man, I actually love flying. I love hotels. I got a good life. And uh, I'm grateful for my wife. My wife is here. And uh, not right now. She's out for a run right now, but um, yeah, we're doing okay. We'll be okay. You'll be okay. Are you listening to me? You got my voice in your ear? You're going to be all right. That's what I say. Um, So we're in uncharted territory, but we're in it together. And, uh, you know, wash your hands, keep a few feet away, and eventually it'll get better. And then how fun is that going to feel? We all go back at it. How good is it going to feel to See some family and friends. So take care of each other. Take care of yourself. And uh, I think we'll be okay. (coughs) Excuse my cough. That's mostly reflux. I don't want you to worry. I got this reflux issue. It's annoying. Hey, we have a sponsor, which is exciting. And uh, I talked to a woman that works at this company. She couldn't have been sweeter. And she gave me a book recommendation that I'm now reading. And you should also read. It's called Wish I Could Be There. Notes from a Phobic Life. By Alan Sean, S H A W N, ordered off of Amazon. It came here and uh, I'm reading it. I'm really enjoying it. So that was a nice service that she provided. And um, something else that she did was she sent me a scale, body composition, composition, Wi Fi scale from Withings. W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S Withings. This is a body plus body composition Wi-Fi scale. And I have been using it. They're nice enough to send me one. I've been using it. I love it, especially in this time when we're all home with nothing to do. Uh, it's pretty great. You, you set up an app, you get the app going, and uh, you use the scale, and it gives you all kinds of stats. Your BMI and your weight and all kinds of crazy stuff. weight trend, your muscle trends. It, it counts your steps for you. It can tell you the weather. It's a smart scale, which I had never heard of. Um, but now I have and I'm using it. Sarah's using it. We're loving it. I think it's like up to eight people can use it. You can um, attach like eight different people. You can use it for your pet. You can use it for pregnancy. Are any of you pregnant? You can use it. weighs your baby. I don't even understand how it works. I'm not a smart guy, but it is super cool. I really, uh, I really love it. But um, lowering your weight even by 5 or 10% can decrease your health risk. Did you guys know that? You can get healthy with this thing. It helps you get healthy. Maybe your New Year's resolution went out the window, but it's not too late to make the move to a healthier life. Right now, Withings has more than 10 years experience making connected devices to help anyone take control of their health. They've been around a long time. By the way, Serena Williams uses this, this scale. You can hear her in interviews talking about it. It's the scale that uh, Serena Williams uses and Joe List uses. I've never had a scale in my house. It's pretty awesome. But uh, I'm loving it. It's, this company was founded more than 10 years ago. Withings produced the first commercially available smart scale, and they are still considered the best. Withings now has an ecosystem of award-winning connected devices beyond the scale, like hybrid smartwatches and blood pressure monitors, known for their accuracy and ease of use this is a good time to get healthy i mean there's a crazy virus going around and so um this will help you i mean maybe you'll get obsessed with it in a good way maybe in a bad way but that's uh something you got to work on in your own time it's pretty awesome if you want to take control of your weight or just add muscle and lose fat a withing smart scale can help at every weigh-in you get a free wait whoops i'm sorry at every weigh-in you get weight full body composition Weight trend, even a local weather report. In fact, Tom's guide recently named Withings Body Plus Best Overall Scale of 2020. No arguments from me there, Tom. Right now you can get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Wi-Fi Smart Scale at Withings.com slash mindful. That's Withings W I T H I N G S dot com backslash mindful mindful one word one l m-i-n-d-f-u-l withings master your vitals seriously get one folks anywho i think you're gonna like it i think you're gonna like this episode it's me and ari we're old friends i love ari and um he likes to get under people's skin and does the thing so uh, my apologies to you if you're offended by ari but he's a good person with uh, if you if you hate him he's got he's a guy with a different sense of humor than you but he is a uh, a great guy good person and uh, he's been a really really good friend to me and he's an incredibly um thoughtful guy and an incredible uh charitable i would say is that the right word uh giving generous is the word i was looking for really generous guy and uh he's he's pure comedian and uh, a good man. We have a really nice talk, and we, we show some gratitude for each other at the end, which was sweet and touching to me. And uh, we talk about, like I said, some of the controversies involved in, we talk about depression, anxiety, hypochondria. It was a really good talk. It was a long time ago, so I'll, I don't remember all of it, but I remember really uh, enjoying it. And so please enjoy this conversation with Ari Shafir. And uh, I thought for my quote of the week my little love my little wisdom i would go with one that i know and tell myself all the time from an old late great rock and roller my wedding gift from ari shafir was tickets to go see tom petty at forest hills and here's a quote from tom petty that i love as sure as night follows day most things i worry about never happen anyway tom petty we miss you everybody take care of each other love one another. We will get through this. Thank you for listening. Here I am with Ari Shafir. All right, we're live. This is it. We are live. We're recording. Okay. I'm I'm excited for you, man. A new podcast. Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited too. I'm I'm nervous. Well, it's it's anxiety inducing because life is anxiety inducing, but yeah. You have a podcast. Yeah, I've done your podcast a few times. You're a podcast host, so now it feels weird. Why? I'm afraid it feels like I'm just on your podcast or in do your. Do you home. ever
0: do that when you when you go on someone's podcast and you just start interviewing them? Sometimes. Oh, but you don't really do interviews on on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. No, and this I don't want
1: this to be an interview either. As much as it is a conversation. Yeah, but a guided conversation. That's a guided conversation. But I'm happy to have you ask me questions also. Yeah, because the people care about me, Ari. Truth. it is my show yeah and a lot of people fucking hate you and you're okay with it i want to talk about that i've accepted it
0: i don't love it but i've accepted it oh you don't okay no i mean I, you know when people like i don't give a shit it's like who really doesn't give a shit i don't believe that not letting it hold you back is like what can i do
1: Right. No, there's a lot of people like that. And then you kind of go, oh my God, I got to be like that. But it's like, right. well, we've had this discussion too. So we have say, a-
0: hold on one second. Wait, oh, I'll just do this. What? When you see like, like, like this person. Yes. They're the type that I don't care.
1: And, but it's like, you do. Yeah, totally, you, you care. care. But we have a different opinion in, in this sometimes. And I don't want to go too much into comedy stuff because I want to okay. talk about okay. anxiety and whatnot well, yeah, and mindfulness and all that stuff. But it all correlates, it's, I guess. It correlates. But. You have the thing of never apologize. You don't apologize. No, okay. That's what you used to say. exception You've said that to me.
0: I never apologize publicly for an attempt at humor. Right. I will constantly apologize to a person that
1: I've wronged. Right. Well, that's different. Yes. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, obviously, which you do that a lot? Also. <laughs> what? But you Apolog- wrong. Yeah. Yeah. People.
0: Yeah, I, I like how you say it. it's the only thing that doesn't make me the worst is that I'm willing to say what I'm wrong. <laughs>
1: No, that's my. Well, that's not what I say. I don't say that. That keeps you from being the worst. But I'm saying it's a quality that I like about you. Yeah. Is that you're very you quick that to be past. like, like oh, if geez. not for
0: this, you'd be the worst. <laughs> you'd be. You're the worst. But except for this thing, makes you not.
1: The well, worst. some of this is hyperbole. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time we were talking about a woman. you were like, she needs to lose 50 pounds, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 50. And you're like, you're right. Probably yeah, less than that. And i like, yeah, right. I said 30. And You're like, eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight <laughs> no, I, I don't more. know women's weights. Um. But anyways, also I had to do that because my wife was with me so i was like we don't this he's a good guy you know what i mean um yeah but so you're against the public apology because i have a thing i'm like i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anybody Right. and so when people are hurt i'm like oh geez i'm really sorry yeah well i i just never understood why go to the public
0: let's just say i made a joke about about you uh, or i revealed some secret about you yeah um cheated on your wife or something like that i did some joke about it and people are like, that's so wrong. How could you do that? Like, for me to go to everyone in the world and be like, that was wrong for me to do that, that might not be the best
1: example. That's not but a like, great example because no, it, would yeah. be a, it would have to be about a race of people. It'd be like, if you said whatever, fucking... But even... They and usually then say, you... like,
0: if it's like... Let's say you were, like, a sexually... Not molested or assaulted. What's the word sexual shit you do at work? Harass? Sexual harass, yeah. yeah. Some lady at work, and she, like, said this guy... Uh, he's my boss and he sexually harassed me. To go publicly apologize is like, what?
1: Yes. Go I agree.
0: apologize to that person if you feel sorry.
1: Right. I don't, I, yeah, I don't owe the public an apology. Yeah. But sometimes I'm now, I said a racial slur already two minutes into our podcast. So I owe an apology. Spick? But. No, I didn't say that one. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but care. I'm saying uh, sometimes you say so-and-so is a, is a whatever. Yeah. And then they want you to apologize for that thing. It does seem silly to apologize to the entire. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? I public. can't do
0: that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to all black people who were offended at whatever. It's like, I don't know. It just seems dumb. And also, I think it's what it does is it, it shows other comedians that like you should have lines that you shouldn't cross instead of like finding lines by crossing them.
1: Right. But you've done. Yeah. All the time. Right. Yeah. All the time.
0: But like, but I remember you lose to- crowds by going too far, like curse, let's say innocuous examples. Cause that's a better way for me to understand these. Right. Cursing too much on stage. Sometimes yes. you could feel it and you go like,
1: I'm cursing too much. I did that last night in Portland. I really? said that I was like, I've just, I've said fuck way too many yeah. times. And then and I, like, I got to
0: pull it back. Right. Right. On your own. You realize that I lost his crowd because of this. I got to pull it back. Right. But now you know the line a little bit better.
1: Right. But that's another interesting thing. And again, I don't want to get too into this conversation because this conversation takes place everywhere. And I think yeah. people are sick of it. But there's another thing with like stand-up, it becomes in that room and you're like, ah, it's feeling weird. Let me not do that. Right. Whereas when it gets put out in the public, it's harder to take it back because it's just becomes a quote and it's like so-and-so said this and yeah. then everyone hears it out and of context. And then you feel
0: bad about it. I'll take it back into your podcast topic. Then you have to feel bad about it and feel like we're regret and shame
1: right which i feel all the time anyways yeah Did you ever read that book
0: which one the one that uh walsh signed
1: oh no so you've been publicly shamed, shamed? yeah no but there was a big mystery in our life for a long time <laughs> <laughs> um chris walsh signed this book as though it was the author I was
0: talking to about it just with your your sister-in-law she was like talking about it. i was like oh interesting and then i and then i just like took it off your bookshelf and i believe it's still the same copy and yeah and i was like Joe, can I borrow this? (laughs) And uh, I want to read it. And you're like, sure. I'm like, oh, awesome. And then right in front of you, right then, I opened it up. And I was like, for Joseph, my number one fan. Thanks for all the blah, 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 blah,
1: best genres. I'm like,
0: oh, you met this guy? And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) me, like, Ari, I don't know what you're pulling. I I want nothing to do with it.
1: Right. Well, it took about six months to realize that it was Chris Walsh that gave me the book. So he was the one that signed it. (laughs) Um, but no, I never read the book, but I do. That is a number one fear of mine is having this happen because eventually it feels like it's going to happen with Mark and I, and we've recorded, I mean, we've said such wild shit. And even before my podcast with Mark is, you know what, dude, and I was drinking on that podcast. I was younger and less wise and drunk. So whatever the fuck, I mean, I mean, you could pull up a lot of horrible shit, but so I live in that. Fear, But you seem to not be too worried about that. Okay, I'm not worried about
0: it because of of like depression and mushrooms have helped me realize like this world is like temporary and some of these things are inevitable and they're going to happen, like death. Right. This public shaming shit, it is coming for both of us.
1: (laughs) Right. So there's a sense
0: of peace in that.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's horrifying, but... Yeah, so but I'm you but you worse. you're t- you're bigger. I'm bigger for sure. And I feel like you've ruffled more feathers.
0: I, I enjoy. Luisa Diaz says this. I think it's such a great way to say it. There's certain. She talks about these five different com, types of comics. I got to get all of them. But the one that I am is the one who likes uh, destroying gods or killing gods. Okay. Which is I like either, getting laughs. What? I like getting laughs. Yeah, that's yeah. The but the way you're gonna different. get laughs is different things. Right, right. But you know, and so it's like either killing religion stuff like destroying that or like if everyone reveres i don't know some celebrity that's kind of a god in right that moment or or a, or, a, or a topic so you want to like destroy that because people are worshiping an idea right um i'm one of those so that's what i do is i ruffle feathers that's the enjoyment so right of course if people walk out angry some of those people are going to complain to the manager on the way out
1: right which is what and louis has always been that as well and now he's getting mm-hmm. like heightened shit of like he said he'd rather auschwitz and like it's like and well that's way, what he does. I don't want to that's ruin the joke. But I've
0: seen that joke, but it's like you guys are intentionally leaving off the joke part of it. Of course, and they act like wow. it's a statement because Sarah was reading and, it to but me. but the, the last part, right? They left out the part that is the joke and acting like it's a statement.
1: Well, it's and a they, double they, like they say it like he says this yeah. as though he was like fucking. New York sucks so bad that Auschwitz is My better. My favorite. I saw one by re-
0: tweet that or report. And you made this clear to me. I saw it was like trending. And I was like, oh. And then it was like 13.5
1: thousand tweets. I was like,
0: that's nothing.
1: Right, right. Which I love that great stat, which helps me anxiety-wise again, is that like I think it's like 88% of America's America on not on, even on Twitter. On Twitter yeah. And then I think it's like 98% of tweets are tweeted by 1% of the people. Most people don't actually... That are on twitter don't tweet yeah like my friend derek who you know he just reads tweet he's not tweeting and of those tweets of the one percent half of those are kumail Nanjiani. (laughs) (laughs) uh but so i want to go back because you didn't used to because we've talked about this before a little bit you didn't used to be you used to be anxious is that right and you went to therapy and everything i was suicidal you you weren't all all right so take take me into that because i'm suicidal right this minute are you for real? No. Okay. No. I'm never actually Anxiety and depression
0: are like kind of different, right?
1: They're different, but they sort of lead same to the family. same play. Yeah. Anxiety leads to mental, depression. Mental brain sprains. I was talking to my friend Sean Joyce about this. Oh, Do you know I'm, Sean Joyce? Yeah, he's, he's an a, asshole. You think so? I don't know. Oh, I love him. I think he's a great guy. But I think he rubs some people the wrong way because he's a booker. So I really don't think I know. Wait, where is Sean of, Joyce? Book- he's a DC guy. Uh, the comedy comedy underground, Big Hunt. Oh, yeah, I, I've met him before. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> I really he's a smart guy.
0: Him. I will say, uh, fuck, go Pac-Joe. That guy sucks, and I'll never come off that. And I've met oh. him since I talked to you earlier, and he fucking sucks for real.
1: I want to interview fuck him. Fuck that guy. I want to talk to him because I think he's great. But um, So Sean and I were talking about this, that... For a long time, like he thought he had depression and I've been in the same position where I'm I'm depressed, but in reality, it's just your anxiety is so bad that you're like, let me stay in the house so I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. So staying at home and not want to get out of bed or do anything is all the symptoms of depression, but it's really anxiety, Uh, which I think some people have depression without anxiety. Right. I didn't have anxiety. You just had depression. depression, but there was, let me ask you
0: if this happens because I was trying to explain it to some of my friends who didn't have it when I was like, why? I mean, why suicide? And it's like, do you ever like pull like an all nighter studying you went in the not studying, year no. in college? You went to, I didn't go to college at for at a all. second.
1: Zero. Wow. I don't know how we're friends. <laughs> well, um, I'm smart though. I'm smart. Not like everyone says <laughs> I'm not dumb and I want respect.
0: Um, well, or, or you're just up a lot up all night drinking that or that i did of course okay. yeah and then, a lot. like you have a response you have to go to an interview or something and so now you're up and you're just like this overly tired you know yeah. like fuck and now you're getting on a plane maybe yes. two hours of sleep you've had these moments where you're like, yes so past tired that you're like you gotta get on a plane to go do the show and at some point you're not even thinking clearly like fuck the show i just want to go to sleep i don't care i'll miss all this money of course I'll get fired and never work in this town again yeah because you just want to sleep you just can't handle this fucking brain pressure of not sleeping anymore and now you do that and extend that to months and months and months of this mental problem right so with depression it was like trying to explain to people like I just want this game to be over right it's done and I can't take it anymore and if that means just this loss, like Theo Vaughn had a good bit about it once I don't know if he ever did it on anything but he goes He goes, you ever get you want that deep sleep? That deep sleep. (laughs) Sorry about suicide. Right, right, right. But like, so I
1: is do you get that in anxiety where you're like, I just need this to be done? Yes, of course. I mean, that's what I mean, that's what I therapy is all about for me now. And I've been going to therapy for a couple of years. And now I go there and be like, just tell me what to do, and I'll go do that because I need to end. The suffering. There's so anymore. much suffering. And now I realize I'm like, I wake up, I fucking, I meditate. I go to AA meetings. I go to therapy. I'm reading Buddhist books because I'm like, I have to do everything I can to uh, deal with this because I'm tired of fucking suffering for my whole life. And then you, and you say this game, I want this game to be. Is that in reference to showbiz or comedy or life, just life, life in life. general? Yeah, life. Like
0: relationships? No, just life. And, but it's like if the game is this shitty... You know, if you're down 35 points at the half in basketball, you know, and it's 45 to 10, you're like, ugh, can right. we just hurry up and like, just let's get out of here and extend that to a fucking 75 year. lot. It's like, this is over. Right. And it just, it just wears on you after a while. I, I can take a, so people like mistake depression for being blue. Right. You know? And it's, it's not, it feels the same, but it just never stops. You know? But
1: somehow you are stuck. Now, what period of life are we talking about? Teenagers or thirties no, 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 or no, recently? No,
0: more recent. So I, st- I got it in, it was, it was, I was married for a little bit. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Also. Yeah.
0: I was I cra- was like a whimsical two week dating and then like, fuck it. Let's get married.
1: Yeah. That seems weird. But
0: when she left, I, th- I really think all these, these mental problems are just sprains on the muscle of the brain interesting you know and there's no real cast you can put on it because it's not like a fucking muscle like
1: that you work physically
0: the right brain is a muscle and so pills or whatever is like the cast for that
1: and did you do that did you take i did medication
0: at some yeah. point? it was it was it was mushrooms and and um and medication did somebody recommend
1: mushrooms mm-hmm. that were there so
0: prescribed? i had yeah i i had this this the sag insurance uh therapists or psychiatrists or psychologists i don't know the difference. Um saw them for a while and they're all terrible the ones that take insurance um and i had one one didn't help then another one was like we tried a few different pills and then um i was like these aren't working and they're giving me dick disorder
1: and no wait but where's the therapy this is you just went to a doctor who was trying to find the right combination of me pills it
0: and also getting me pills so it's a psychiatrist yeah they do both right yeah. Well, I have a therapist. He's not a doctor. Oh, right. Okay. So first I saw a therapist. Right. And I was talking about, I, I don't know what, just something. I was trying it. And then my friend, uh, Chandra Rogan's manager, we were just talking one day and I was mentioning how I have like thoughts of like ending it. And she was like, brought this up to your therapist. And I was like, no, do you think that would be? <laughs> bring up? She like, I, I Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd say yeah, just mention it <laughs> just knowing full well the guy's like, let's stick on this for a while. Right. Um, but um, what was I gonna say? Oh, and then I brought it up, and I think they like passed me on to someone who could like prescribe pills, right? And that guy couldn't, you know, legally or whatever.
1: But did he take a crack at it? Did yeah, he yeah, go? Yeah, what yeah, were your parents yeah, yeah. like? Did you get yeah. finger fucked he had in high some, school? Or some good what?
0: ideas too. He said some things I really liked. He was like, "All right, so with depression, it's like, what's good about it?" And he was, it was interesting way to look at it, where he was like, um, "Oakland, oh no." Um, where he was like, like forget all the batches that's come with it, you know. Tell me something good. Like, let's say you bomb horribly on stage, you know, and it's just like that sucks. I don't want that. And you're like, well, what's good? You're like, what do you mean? What's good? There's nothing good. And they're like, something's good. Like, you don't hang out and party afterwards because you're embarrassed. So like, you get a good night's sleep. You go home to your hotel room earlier. Okay. It's not worth it. But he goes isolate the good and the bad. Right. You know, finding a positive. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, that's, that's a good. So I found some positives about depression. I forget what they were, but it was like I could see some, and he was like, "That's a, a way to start like thinking positively about well, stuff
1: Now I want to know that they are. I feel like that would be yeah. uh, beneficial to people. Yeah, damn I, um I guess if you have no ambition, you know I know, to know what it was. Hard. I know what it was. It gave me the idea that like
0: maybe I'll just see comedy through. I was a struggling comedian too, so right. some people say like. Now that I'm doing better in comedy, that's when my depression went away. But it wasn't that. My depression went away, and that led to me doing better in comedy. Right. So I decided, like, I'll just ride this out, whatever money I have in the bank, from commercials or shit like that. And then when the money runs out, I'll just fucking... Finish
1: it. Well, there's something uh, beneficial about getting yourself to that point of like, I could kill myself. Yeah. And then you're Great. like, I guess I don't really want to do that. But I always think too, I'm like, if, if you've gotten to a point where you're accepting that life is miserable and not worth living, mm-hmm. Instead of killing yourself, why don't you try anything else other than kill yourself? Yeah. Why don't you like try it like, shit like that? That's like, so what everybody uh, has a bit about. Who has a bit about it?
0: A bunch of people. Why not do a bunch of heroin? Metzger has a bit like that.
1: Right, right. Or take a try to take a shit while doing a headstand. Or let right. me try to go to the movies or whatever the fuck. And obviously, I'm not an expert. So I'm afraid that people with depression are going to be like, you yeah, know, it's not like that, bro. Jeff Raleigh did that.
0: Who's Jeff Raleigh? Amazing skater. I had the first dark slide, I think. The first one to land a dark slide which What's is that? like take your board and like so it's oh, a skateboard. The the bottom. bottom you flip it over on a rail go on the outsides of the fucking of the wheels okay and then slide down that way oh wow and the reason he attempted it right was because his girlfriend dumped him and he wanted to die and he goes i don't care about my safety anymore wow and then, as soon as he landed it, all the fucking 14 year olds saw the video and they're like, slow, slow. Got it. I can do it now. <laughs> right. But someone needed to do it first.
1: Well, sometimes there's the positive, if like the one thing, if there's a trigger to your depression that's like an event, like yeah. your um, father dying or your yeah. girlfriend leaving you or whatever. There's something about that's all you think about yeah, so I'll, for I'll about a year. Uh, and then you get over that. And then you're like, well, during that year, I wasn't worried about anything except for that. And now I'm not worried about that. So. I should be worried about nothing. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. If you're worried about nothing for a year except for this one thing, but it gets replaced.
0: Let's let's compare it to the sprain. So you stepped wrong on a fucking sidewalk and you sprained your ankle. Right. Well, you're no longer stepping on that sidewalk. So the sprain should be gone. (laughs) But it's not gone because the sprain maintains.
1: Well, so that's, that's, like not, a, that's, that's not a perfect
0: wall, analogy. It's not perfect, but it's close enough maybe because maybe you can understand it.
1: the sprain in this situation is the worrying about the girlfriend. And if you're no longer worrying about the girlfriend, the equivalent is your he, ankle has healed for the analogy purpose.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not because the thing that's causing the sprain, uh-huh. the stepping wrong, right. is no longer there. The, the hurt in the moment right. is gone. So your dad dies or that's a, a bad example. You lost a job. Sure. Now you found a better job Uh a year later. But losing the first job puts you in the depression. You found a better job. So it's not even the girlfriend because you didn't get the girlfriend back. You found a better job. It's more empowering and it pays better. Better benefits also. Everything's better about it. A shorter walk to work instead of a long ride. Um, It should be gone, but it's not because your brain is still sprained.
1: Okay, you know but I mean? I'm I'm saying and my example is with the girlfriend, you do eventually get over it because You get over it, but there's always still pain time- removed from that shit time does heal you think
0: about a girlfriend from like 15 years ago and you're like yeah i don't care at all and then somebody's like what happened she, goes, she fucking cheated on me
1: man and you're still like oh it's still in there a little bit yeah of course yeah there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's always still there because that, that but that going back to that that is the sprain of rejection right. of i feel not good and en- i still yeah. feel not good enough just not specifically in that yeah but
0: instance. you get over the cause but that thing that fucked you up you never put a cast on it so right. it's still there so what the pills did, so this guy eventually told me, oh, and I remember a, a good thing that came, uh, mentally depression helped me look at, uh, material that I was drawing from on stage in a darker way that I mm. thought was more interesting you okay. know, than a hacky, whatever. Right. Right. Um, it came from like a darker. I don't know, more raw place.
1: Yeah, I feel like that a lot of the times I have bits that are dark and then sometimes you realize, like we talked about earlier, they're too dark. Too dark. Or I'm like, oh, geez. I was trying
0: to do them for Thanksgiving. I was like, guys, this is the best time to kill yourself. And be like, oh, I'm like, no, it's a selfish act. So what better way to be completely selfish than to ruin someone's meal they cooked all day? <laughs> right, right. And you have like three people laughing hard and everyone else just going, opening with this? Right, right. <laughs> you no, know? but yeah, whatever. But anyway, the point is, that's one of the things that helped me. That was like, that is good.
1: That the, the material.
0: Yeah, the material got better. Okay. So, so how does it my, start to... My instigating to... trigger, I think, was that girlfriend, that wife. We broke up. She left. She was the one in charge of cleaning the house. Right. Um, cleaned the house, stocked the fridge. I paid rent and did whatever. And you hadn't dealt with depression before that? In... Uh, zero. So, this was like 30 years old. Wow. That's, see, that's. Yeah, always pretty happy. Always pretty happy guy.
1: Because, and then you're a big Jew. Yeah. Which I find because I've gotten really into Buddhism, and I feel Shit. like what happened? Oh, Ari's dog is running away, and as is my thought process, Ari has a new dog, and he's oh, what a cocksucker! Does that depress you? I'm oh, sorry, you guys can't hear Ari. The dog is. That's all right. The dog is pissing on the rug. Is what's no, happening? No, he was in
0: the bathroom. I know he likes to piss on that rug. Don't you? You like pissing in the rug? This is a fucking thing that will help you not be depressed.
1: Really? Is it? It's like a. Uh, what do you call it? She's just so happy. Oh, uh, what do you call Azebo. those spiritual uh, uh, dogs? Uh, uh, spick. Uh, no. What do they call that? Uh, therapy you, dog. You bring on the airplane? Yes, yes, a therapy dog. It
0: can be. I went to SiriusXM. We'll get back to it in a second. You and, serious? And, and, oh God. Sometimes I think you should kill yourself. <laughs> this is twice now today it comes up um and the guy was like oh you can't have that dog uh in the offices up there and i was like yes i can like i'm not going i'm about to be on air in five minutes like i'm not leaving it out like you know yeah and the guy was like it's a therapy dog right (laughs) i gave me the hard look i'm like correct and he goes thank you well that's Signed not yeah
1: but they all are i mean couldn't they all be they therapy done it makes it's, you feel it's about better as
0: easy to get as a fucking pot license
1: right mm-hmm. in the medical states um but the judaism doesn't that that being Jew- judaism I'm, I'm an idiot with uh all things religion yeah. it's very similar it feels like to buddhism there's a lot of similar pre- uh, premises and a lot of jews go on into buddhism mike kaplan yeah. gary shandling those are too yeah and i feel like you have a dead. lot of buddhist qualities mike Kaplan's alive mm-hmm. and doing very well oh, uh, but everything i know about judaism feels like there's a lot of like being in the moment there's mm-hmm. no afterlife togetherness no, 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 an i thought judaism. you had no afterlife no hell Oh hell yeah, oh yes even better that's
0: nice 11 months of purgatory that's everybody goes through that it's just either hotter or less hot I gotta scrub you.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, and then they say sometimes they say every day in purgatory is a is a thousand years in earth.
1: But doesn't it feel uh, Judaism is all about doing nice deeds for other people it's, and then it's controlling the, the moment, weather? It's, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, and then the then the the act of the act of it gets lost. Like Christians are supposed to be nice to people, but you know the Crusades, right? You know.
1: But do you think you carry a lot of your lessons of uh, Judaism yeah, principle for sure. with you? I was there till I was twenty. One years
0: old, I was like super orthodox. Like, that shit's in me,
1: right? You know, the way
0: I treat women, the way I like, like, all of it. I'm like a network television raised guy.
1: Did Jews treat women well? Yeah, oh, wow. respect.
0: Yeah, how about that? So then, when you want to like just get your dick sucked, and they're like, Hey, I can't be like, suck that dick, even if they want that. I'm just, I'm incapable of really doing that. <laughs> what do
1: you, you have know? to do? You have to be like, You mind sucking my dick? I have, to get dick? Mo- I have to
0: get moved into it. <laughs> I have to get like, like, Yeah, I have to like get pushed into it by them. What woman is pushing to suck your dick? They're pushing me to push them. Oh, I see. You know, this is I can't follow this logic. They want. Sometimes you got to take it. They want you to, but they can't say that. You got to fucking do it. Like, like you know those people in college. You don't know this. They were like verbal consent at every level. May I kiss you? May I remove your bra? May I do this? And then you ask a, a regular woman that like, absolutely do not say out loud, may I remove your bra? May I kiss you? You're now, out of your mind. You I need think you should just go for
1: it. You think I wouldn't be aware of that because I didn't go to college?
0: Oh, well, there was a big college thing. The moral, I mean, moral, like, moral certainly I still understand relationships and sex, I feel like. No, no, but in college, we were really pushing that idea. Right. Consent is what you must get. And that was from 18 year olds who were like, you've never been in the real world. You're, right. you're telling 26 year olds how to act when they don't want to act that way. Right. Right. Um, where were where we on all this? I don't know. Judaism and Buddhism being similar. No, but what I think... What leads Jews it's just to Buddhism? Sprain, sprain, Buddhism? Buddhism. It's still... You're, you're <laughs> capable of becoming depressed. You're capable of having sexual...
1: Well, of course. Everyone's capable of like that, becoming you know? depressed. These
0: Orthodox Hasidic Jews who jerk off on the subway. It's got nothing to do with their religion, but they, they caught that bug.
1: Well, I'm not saying Jews are perfect and incapable of jerking off on the subway. There's a right. lot of horrible Jews, a lot of damage done by Jews. Yeah. Some might argue currently right now in the Middle East. Yeah, maybe. I mean, not maybe. Per- certainly people are making yeah, that yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, I've, I've, a lot of the Jews I know, Matt Ruby's another one, very spiritual guy. Uh, so Catlin, what about my friend but Dan but Hirshan, depression? No, nothing to do with depression. I'm just saying it, it seems like a lot of Jews get led into spiritual places. Like um, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's another guy that's big into uh, TM. My friend Renan Hirschberg's a Jew that got into TM yourself you're big into mushrooms and exploring uh, all this Questioning is part of is there a connection there is it just
0: questioning as part of our stuff yes all, but it's all questioning with the with the torah and the mishnah says right so like um we're just taught to like question everything so then it's like the problem is and i'm doing this in my special now in my next special but it's like then you turn that on the religion itself and like no, no 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 question your surroundings don't question us uh. but like they really teach you to question it's really part of our like heritage.
1: So what led you into, because I think I feel like we were going down that road into this alternative medicine or mushrooms and out of mushrooms. whatever depression was recent. And yeah. now you seem like a guy that's relatively not unfazed, but less phased than most people I know. Yeah, I'm, I would agree with that. So it's a, some combination
0: of the pills and the mushrooms. And people say like pills are overprescribed and they might be but I kind of resent it when they say overprescribed and they mean never works because I believe it worked for me.
1: Of course, yeah. I'm not a no medicine guy, but it does, I mean, you're a guy that's into conspiracies and big Uh state and all that shit. Clearly, the pharmaceutical companies have- So there's the one
0: I find that finally worked for me. There were tons that didn't work. Remeron was one that gave me like, the side effects were like crazy and wild. But at the same time, some didn't even work. So, like, well, butrin didn't work, but also I could never come.
1: Yeah, I had Paxil; and I, it was hard for me to come. Yeah, and my I dick didn't know that bleeding. was a
0: side effect until I was fucking my girlfriend. And I'm like, I just can't come. And we did like three nights in a row. I was like, what the fuck? And she goes, Oh, maybe it's those pills you're taking. And right. it, was, it wasn't like, like, uh, like I what's the word where you think it's going to happen because you, 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 someone tells you that's a side effect, then you end up becoming true. Placebo, something like that. Okay, you know. Um, because I didn't know that was a side effect. And then we looked. I was like, oh, damn. And they're like, hey, this isn't working. And I'm also like not getting anything out of it. And I can't come.
1: Right. Which is depressing.
0: Yeah. And then that, that therapist that assigned me that one or psychiatrist or whatever, she goes, well, I don't know what else to tell you. And she just gave up on me.
1: Yeah. That feels like there's a lot of that. And it feels like I've grown. My therapist now that I've had for two years was way, way more helpful than Paxil ever was. Right. Like by light years yeah. of just like. First of all, I thought I had something wrong with me, that I was cursed, that I was like, I have a disease, it's hereditary, I am I have anxiety and panic disorder. Because you don't
0: talk about it as much, so you think you're the only one.
1: Yes, and then I went to... Um, there was. They were like, oh yeah, you do You do have a problem. Here's some medicine that will help curb it. And I went, okay, great. And a lot of, it, again, placebo, you're like, okay, this is work, I'm taking drugs, so it must be better now. Yeah. And then eventually it just comes back, of course, because you're not treating the fucking ankle sprain
0: well okay so I think what the pills do is they cover up the so my my therapist so eventually those therapists didn't work I was done I was like I just need to work up the courage at some point I will I just don't have it yet but at some point I'll work up the courage and I'll just do it you know and in that time my friends were like they were put in a bad place because like I wasn't hiding the depression it was just like it was all of me so it's like I couldn't even hide it. I, this is my normal comparison. Like it would be a 75-degree day in February in Los Angeles. And so it's great. I love the weather, you know. And I'm getting to my car, and I look, and I'm like, oh, my gas is almost empty. And I don't particularly enjoy filling up my gas tank. It's a small annoyance. right? Uh, it wasn't the money. It was just a small annoyance. And instead of going like, oh, whatever, I just got to stop. And then maybe I'll go hiking. Instead, I'm like, fuck, I got to fill up my fucking tank. Right. I couldn't concentrate on the 75 degree day. Right.
1: That's what I think a lot of people have in our society. It's a a huge problem Uh with our society. Instead of just adding all this excess resistance, instead of just immediately accepting, okay, I'll go get gas.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of it's just like, um, there's a word for it, but um, comparison. Simile? No, it's like um, when you're putting yourself, it's, when you go into something with expectations, managing ah, yes. expectations. Right. So like this dog now, my girlfriend is working a super long hours. We didn't expect this super long hours in this install with all night. It was supposed to be she could take it to work or I'll take it during the day. And then at night she'd be here, you know? Right. And the puppy we didn't know couldn't go on walks, couldn't go to the park until she'd get this next shot. So it's like fucking tough. And it's hard on both of us right now. She's got crazy work that's already hard on her. And then it's like, oh, who's gonna take the dog? And I told you, I was hanging out with you and Norman, and I'm like, I don't wanna leave this conversation, right? but I have to. And so then I'm trying to now go, well, same thing, like what good is coming from this? So I'm about to go to Colombia for Spanish immersion for a couple of weeks. And what I find is I'm best at making friends when I'm loneliest. So I went to 17 days in Hong Kong, my first, like not Hong Kong, China, my first tour. For six or seven days, I'm a pretty loner guy. Yeah, didn't make any friends, and then I was so overcome with loneliness that when I got to Hong Kong, I was just like, "What are you guys all doing? Hong Kong comedy scene?" You know, I was like, "Let's go
1: out, let's do stuff." What's your
0: name, Ben? Oh, cool, nice to meet
1: you. Yeah, this is where bottoms are actually a positive thing. Exactly, I feel that way. I'm like, I'm grateful that I fucking wanted to kill myself and was in such a bad spot because it led me to. Yeah. Much better places. Yeah. So
0: this thing is making me not be able to see my friends. I just got off the road. I haven't really been able to like recharge my friendship thing, but this will help me in Colombia next week. So, you know, it's expectations. Right. You either focus on the negative or focus on a positive. You're like, that's not bad. That's actually been great. and maybe make a friend in South America.
1: No, that's a huge thing that is, I realized more and more is like, that is an option is to know And that's where like mindfulness comes in. Mindfulness. Of yeah. like, oh, I'm being negative and I don't have to be this, Negative. Where I was doing that even this morning, where I have a full schedule, and I'm like, I woke up too early because I had anxiety, and I have this full day, and I'm just gonna be tired. I'm already anticipating being tired later. And right. meanwhile, it's like when I'm at home, if I have nothing to do, I don't even go to bed. I'm like, I could be up for 22 straight hours. I'm like, oh, I could watch this movie. I just want to finish this. But it's like, oh, I have to be at the comedy cellar, so I'm gonna be so tired. But I'm like, what am I? Gonna, I'm not gonna fall asleep. Yeah, I'll be able to get. Be I'm awake. Like, you know, like I'm a comic. I sleep till 1 p.m. I'll sleep later. No, no. I, had, I had this with my therapist when I was having insomnia for like six days. I couldn't sleep, sleep for like 20 minutes a night. And he was like, well, what, what do you worry about? Eventually, you'll sleep. He's like, when's the last time you went to an insane asylum because you hadn't slept for three months straight? Like, you're going to fall asleep. You're just I, yeah. panicking about it.
0: I said once a long time ago, I realized that comics are immune from insomnia because we don't have to be anywhere. Right. So like we will eventually just sleep. Right.
1: Right. You know, but uh, going back to like the mindful thing of of like, Oh, I'm just being negative about this thing. And meanwhile, I'm like, I take a moment to be fucking mindful in the moment. I'm like, what I had to do today was go to MMA, which is fun. I go there. So cool. You could do that on a weekday. Yeah. It's like, see my buddy Diego. He's smart. It's like, I'm in the moment. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting stronger and better. Then I come home. Like I only have an hour home, but I'm like, I have an hour home, Right, it's nice. I'm like I sit around, I eat a nice breakfast. Now I'm coming to meet up with you yeah. and just talk with you. Friend, we're do, talking shit on a fucking way to make a fucking living. Yeah, it's not it's hard. Like, Bullshitting. And then I'm going to therapy and I'm like, that'll be great. Also, I'm like, and then I'm going to do sets. I'm like, I have nothing. Yeah, you compare,
0: but you're like, I've been working for fucking five straight hours. I can't. And you're like, and your friends at home, like your high school friends, like five straight hours is not. We do eight
1: hours every day. Right, right. Every single day. Right. What are so, you talking about? Like, I know. Oh, yeah, good point. Then I feel guilty as I'm like, as I'm saying this. There's people listening to this that are like, "Yeah, I've been roofing for twelve hours yeah. straight." It's But just even that's are like, you itself. have a you have a job at least. You're making money. But, but uh, there's point. There's ways to make to look at positive. Yeah, you might be turning these up too much. Things. I just see what? By turning you like. on too much, I put it at the volume you told me to put it on.
0: Forty-three. Yes. Okay. It's set it's at eighty right now.
1: Oh fuck! So what does that mean?
0: Um, it's gonna be loud um
1: why is it at 80 i put it at fucking 43 maybe i leaned on it should i turn it down right now
0: i'm trying to think hold on for a second let me think if you should turn it down or not because i've done this before it's just gonna pop a little bit so when i go like this ah maybe maybe did you turn it down
1: i turn it down one point that's fine that won't matter
0: i usually yeah that's fine i just noticed it like popping
1: can't you do it in post turn the volume down or something you can
0: turn it up in post easier okay turn it down you'll still get that up
1: it's okay well now you're giving good me more anxiety i was yeah, having I, I was on a good tangent there and now i'm terrified you, about you this
0: will and it's kind of annoying as a friend and i'm sure my depression was annoying too where it's like joe fucking it's not a problem
1: calm down
0: like you're slowing us down with your fucking anxiety and I was depressing everybody with
1: my depression. Right. You know? No, I feel that way all the time. I feel like that's another thing that I'm trying to be, I, that actually helps me more when you realize you're impeding other people. Yeah. Because you value other people more than you value yourself yeah. with anxiety and depression. And I feel that way with my wife where I'm like, I got to rein this anxiety and OCD in because it's bothering, it's fucking up her shit now.
0: Right. Well, you said a few uh, good things, too, where you're like, I thought maybe that guy's going to hate me. Then you're like, I don't care if that guy hates me. He's fucking me over. It's okay for him to
1: hate me. Well, that's the main, I mean, that's been the main problem throughout my life is wanting everybody to like me and then trying to avoid, protect myself from any negativity whatsoever, which this day and age, being a, a public figure with social media makes that impossible. impossible. But it takes, again, a lot of suffering for me to realize, like, oh, I don't, I just not care about that. And then I will suffer less. And yeah. then you can also going into Buddhism and mindfulness, start feeling for these people because people that tweet at strangers and write that sound sucked, the fucking, your yeah. podcast blows or this set. Those are, I oh, try to sounds... have sympathy for these people Well, they're troubled, they're fucking hurt or whatever they are. Yeah. And or you can trying try to, to have say
0: something funny and just not hitting it. Right.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I'm talking about the people that are like, trying to be fucking assholes which i think there's like psychological studies that they're actually shitty people yeah exactly. yeah um
0: that you wouldn't be friends with if you didn't know it's not just an online thing right oh yeah this is why you would say things like this
1: well we have that right now as we're recording mark and i had a podcast come out today that i thought was like the best pod we've ever done yeah and then my mic cord was fucked up and the sound was fucked up and so we started getting like hey joe's mic is fucked up yeah so then i like apologized and talked about it and then. Most fans are writing, Hey, it's all right. It was still great. Still better than any podcast Ari's ever done. You know, stuff like that. (laughs) You know, genuine stuff. And uh, you're like, Oh, all right. I was all worried. Most people are like, Yeah, just fix it. It's one episode, whatever.
0: Hey, be careful. You're only coming out of one speaker. Fuck. Sorry about that. I'll get it right. Yeah. You'll get a lot more flies with what? Honey? stuff like that. What? You catch a lot more flies with honey than with vinegar. Oof. You ever hear that saying? (laughs) Um, I think so. Maybe like being nice. It's just like, hey, just so you know. you're like, okay. And it's like, hey, fuck face. You fuck you fucked up the thing. It's like, get the fuck out of my life. Why are you acting like this to me? Right.
1: Well, we've talked about this. No, I'm before, not going to fix it. And this goes in with what we're talking about is like, it's so weird when you meet these people and there's a lot in comedy where you're like, so your thing is being an asshole? Mm-hmm. Like you chose you're choosing that. But that's what I like
0: publicly. I'm, I'm a heel. So I do like that.
1: Well, you're doing a performance. I'm yeah. talking about the people you meet at the table and they're just being jerks. Right away. Shitty. It's yeah. Like, oh, what a,
0: what a way to go. Right. Argumentative and just like, huh, well, good, best of luck to you. I have no interest in being around you.
1: Yeah. And that's, well, that's another thing that comes that's nice with age is that you realize you're like, why do I need to be around that is good this about person? Age. Um, <laughs> I, told, I think I've told this story before with, uh, it was like an epiphany in my life when I was about to get sober. I wanted to get sober. And I was hanging with Gary Gullman yeah. and we were talking and I was like, okay, sure. And we, we were talking about the benefits, what, how it benefited me to stop drinking and I was like, but what do I do when I'm at a par, a bar, or a oh, party where I hate everybody? Yeah. And he's like, you go home. Yeah, you don't like everybody. Why and it like legitimately it? had never occurred oh. to me. Like, yeah, like oh, oh, all right, wow, yeah, that makes complete sense. Wow, isn't that funny how when someone says something obvious to you, you're like, oh yeah but that happens so much and then what happens is you're like okay this is going to be an influence on my life and then slowly you revert back to old habits and it fades and then someone tells you again you're like fuck yeah and that's why i have to fucking meditate every day and read these books every day to keep hammering myself and that's when i have an understanding of religion of like oh you study it every day to keep those principles in your head okay
0: so in that vein that's what mushrooms did for me Okay. Um, it's like this forced, um, uh, meditation, a forced high level, short term meditation where you end up, if you take a high enough dose, you just see, I call it the truth. Some people say it's God. Some people say it's nature or whatever, but it's, it's, to me, it's like a universal truth. We're like, this is, um, and whatever you see when you're there, it's great. And it's, to me, it's beautiful, you know, but like, then you come back, you stop tripping and you come back. And you can only hold on to like 5% of that. Hmm. And then that 5% starts to fade over time. And then you go trip again. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's truth again. Is now you're up to like 7% and it starts to fade again. You do it again, you're up to like 8% and it starts to fade again. Um, so it's like the more you do it or the more you meditate. So what Duncan says is I'm like, I think there's like a place you're actually going. It's some sort of weird connection to like, I don't know what you're seeing out there. And so when I hear people like, I had this theory that when you hear people coming, you ever see somebody tripping on mushrooms? Mm,
1: not that, not that I know of maybe, okay. but I didn't realize. So when they come back from
0: like a heavy trip, not just like a cap and a stem where you're like pretty much there, but like when you're out of it and they're like, like just gacked out staring at the wall and you're just like, Oh, and then you like start talking, but you're not making any sense because you still got one foot in that world and one right. foot in this world. So your vocabulary is failing you because it's, it's not able to, to describe what you're seeing over there. And so you start saying stuff. My theory is whatever that person's saying, you listen really hard. Cause what they're trying to say is I'm over here in this crazy place you can't get to, and I'm trying to describe it. So it won't be a perfect description, but write it the fuck down. If they're like, it's Margaret, we got to find Margaret. like, Okay. I, yes, (laughs) let's get, instead of going like, you're not making no sense. It's like, right. Of course I'm making no sense. They just went in fucking contact world, you know? Right. So what Duncan says is, um, he goes, yeah, dude, but you can just, The thing is, you know, mushrooms, you're not, I'm not a fucking spiritual guy like that. I'm not like you go to a separate plane of existence. I'm like, nah, it's just a drug fucking with you and giving you a certain thing. The way aspirin gives you a certain thing. Okay. Um, he goes, since it's not a really different plane of existence, what you're doing is you're just forcing your brain to think a certain way with mushrooms. He goes, you can get there with meditation.
1: Well, that's what I'm interested It's available. That's what I'm interested in. Now, does he do mushrooms also? Yeah. Because that's what interests me. And I think Ted Alexander said that to me a long time ago, is that you can get there you and get all there. these Buddhists. And so many of these Buddhist guys that I like, uh, Jack Cornfield and uh, Ram Dass and Ram all these das. guys. That's his big guy. They used to, uh, what's that? That's J- Duncan's big guy. He Ram Dass or Ram Jack Cornfield. Das. Ram Dass. Ram Dass. Boston guy. Both those guys are Boston guys. Um, but they got, those guys kind of uh, experimented with mushrooms back in the day and now have that thing of like, I can get I there. I can just get here. Without that. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm interested in. But well, I mean, mushrooms always interest me as well. But I have this. Do you ever fucking... do that kind of
0: yoga that you breathe in and out real heavy? You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I that mean... gets me like, that got me close. I tried that for October. We had do all these classes and I didn't. I was like, whoa, I'm kind of tripping out here a little.
1: Yeah, well, so that's what I'm, that's the journey I'm on is like, um, I have this insecurity that I have to say meditation and Buddhism and journey, like this a little journey. That's yeah, lame. Because I feel lame. like I have to be like, because I don't want people to think I'm gay. You sound like an actress.
0: Um, <laughs> so I get it. And you don't, you can't sound like that. So you got to make fun of it.
1: I was doing that with Sarah the other day. We're in the hotel and I'm like, I got to meditate, but I'm like, I need you to like, not look over here. Yeah, Cause I'm like embarrassed. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But That's something I need to get over too. That would actually be progress to get over because I'm still... uh, I can't go through to this other side while I'm still worrying about what... What you look like? My wife... The love of my
0: life thinks of me. Did I do that when I record podcasts like in a car or something? I'm recording intros. I don't have time, so I'll just do it while I'm driving. And if someone pulls up next to me and looks at me with a mic in my hand, I I just have to lower it. I get so unfair.
1: Well, fucking that's what in Colorado, you wanted to record a podcast at a hockey game. I'm like, this is insane to me to walk (laughs) around because like everyone, we're just drawing attention. Yeah. And I think my insecurity or my whatever just thinks everyone, that's why I don't tell anyone a comedian. They just assume you suck. They just assume you're a fucking idiot that bought a radio uh-huh. and like, oh, this guy thinks he's a radio star. Yeah. It's just like
0: embarrassing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's embarrassing. And that, if they don't know you, that's exactly what you are.
1: Just that, some guy. That to me is the biggest benefit of being a celebrity is like that they could be like, oh, that guy, he's good. He, he nailed it. I mean, when you see somebody
0: filming themselves, like like yeah. like talking with a thing held high, you know, usually black people. And they're like, hey, just going to the store, doing whatever. And you're like, oh, you roll your eyes. But then you realize that's what Burt does. All the time, right? And it's like half eye roll
1: and half like, well, you're selling off you know, theaters because of it. Well, when you see a film crew, usually white people, white, <laughs> uh, just like <laughs> nerds with a camera set up and one of the big white fucking umbrella things to light. Uh-huh. Don't you go, this movie sucks. Whatever they're shooting blows. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. sure of yeah. it. Yeah, and you might be like, that's the Departed, right? Like, <laughs> oh, really? Um, that's why to me like the, that's the best we've talked about this before i think the best part of doing a late night set in comedy is that you get to be like oh you do comedy yeah yeah i was on the tonight show Where well, they're like oh okay that's universal and right. like, okay. instead of like i'm at fucking Pete's yeah. redneck bar and grill in toledo or whatever yeah yeah it's weird um but that's all ego and then do you have that with mushroom where your ego ego fades, fades away completely away? right
0: like it's, it it vis- eviscerates it um right. so you can look at yourself the same way you did i did a 10 day you med- can look at yourself <laughs> i did a 10 day meditation in thailand and, and got there a little bit where they're just like you're just observing the world right and one of those things you're observing is some guy who's upset at his girlfriend uh, for cheating on him and then you realize like well people fall out of love and what they do is sometimes they don't tell the person they fell out of love they just kind of like find someone else because they're it's too hard you know to to, to tell that person you're know, like I fell out of love. It's a tough, typical conversation. I can understand that. And then you realize, oh, that guy in that story is me. Oh, and that girl. Okay, I get it. I right. Get it. She fell out of love and she didn't know how to say, I fell out of love. It's hard. Right. And so then you're just like, forgive. Because there's no ego. There's no like, you wronged me. Right, you know? right.
1: Well, forgiveness is an important quality uh, Yeah. So mushrooms do that. And
0: peace it crushes your ego. So you look at yourself just in the outside end. But you know more about yourself than you know about anybody. Of course. Let's say your words this is a flower. That's not fully what describing. It's a flower that looks like a demigorgon when it's all closed up and it's orange. And it's like, there's more to it. So you'd have to go like endless words to describe a person. Um, and you don't. I don't know enough about you to describe you. I have an idea of what you are, but I have a way better idea of what I am. Sure. So you can look at yourself, knowing yourself like backwards and forwards without any ego. And it's those moments where you're like, I see the truth.
1: But isn't it sometimes more difficult to... analyze, analyze, thank you, (laughs) yourself than it is somebody else. Yeah. I mean, it's very difficult to go inward and be introspective. That's what the mushrooms do. Right. But that's what, to me, like I just, we're recording this right after Thanksgiving. I was home for four days being in the house I grew up in. And then I ran at my high school and then I went and did comedy with all the people I started doing comedy with and all Mm -hmm. these places. And it was like this overwhelming thing because you start... You can tap into all those fears you had in high school or in right. your mother's house and then you realize or in community,
0: And like Ralphie called them uptown problems. He starts complaining and then this is your privileges, this is an early version of privilege. You start complaining and then you realize like, oh, yeah, I'm complaining about only making 500 grand this year. These are uptown problems, also called white people problems or whatever they want to call them. But it's like when you go back home and you realize like, oh. Uh, I've got it good. My problems aren't that
1: bad. Well, but I mean, it's also trauma is trauma and it's mm-hmm. all relative where it's like, yeah, I don't think it's actually that valuable to go to your high school and be like, God, I was so fucking terrified of getting bullied and fitting in and I wasn't getting what I needed from my parents. I don't think it's that valuable to be like, but there's uh, homeless people. I think your problems, there are, real. are real, real problems and they're real feelings that you have to deal with. And in some ways, they are similar to whatever that person is feeling. I'm no, fed and I have clothing and shelter, which is a positive. I saw this thing that somebody needs a certain amount
0: of strife in their life. And so the level of strife you feel as an uh, American um, is equal to the level of strife you feel as a, a third world country like in your own feelings you know you yeah. can compare them like obviously this one's less than that one but to yourself coolio said this once the old john stewart show on upn remember that no uh coolio was on there and john stewart was being self-deprecating and he goes well you know I, you had to deal with like drive-bys all i had to deal with like once a, a year the bully stole my lunch money and coolio was like but dude and he said it the same way that took about the same place in your mind the same fear, the same level of fear right. for you was the same level of fear for drive-by. Obviously, getting killed or having your friend getting killed was worse, but to a kid, it occupies the same level of fear in your head.
1: Well, and it's the same wiring. And that's why we still have fight or flight or freeze, they've added, where when um, somebody's like, we need you to stretch and do an hour instead of 30. That you go, oh, that fear yeah. is the same fear that a caveman, when he saw, a f- or a fucking a guy in the jungles of Africa now, when he sees a tiger, is like, oh, ah, I gotta something's like something. Your brain is triggering the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and
0: you might break, you might snap mentally.
1: And going back to that thing where it's it's relative is like, there's a lot of white people that come from rich families that are suffering more than someone that is barefoot in a village because that's what they know, and they're actually quite happy. There's documentaries yeah, of right they're people like we're 100%. all together and we live together and we i am a valuable part of this small society i chop down the tree and she catches yeah the everyone tiger knows and, your
0: name and it's all people are like oh that's a harder life because they don't have shoes and you're like no everyone knows their name you, yeah you're putting your your own capitalist values on them right and saying they have it worse when sometimes i look at you and like you have it worse my friend uh, is a traveler rolf potts and he talks about he does speaking engagements wrote this great book called vagabonding and he's does speaking engagements and college kids they will always inevitably ask him have you eaten dog um and he's like oh this is gonna sidetrack the conversation right he was like okay in countries like korea where dog is not looked down on they have a dog food festival every year um it's just not looked down on he goes but just so you know i know we're all looking like how could you do that they look at us like how can you abandon your elderly and right. they shit on us for that. Right. We put our elderly in homes instead of taking them into your own home when they raised you.
1: And so it's like, eh, where are you going to put your values? I mean, which one's really worse? Well, I mean, I feel that way. I mean, I, this, this podcast keeps getting somewhat political somehow, but, and I don't want to get too political, but like, I feel that way with like our healthcare system where I always feel like we're having the wrong conversation in healthcare of like, should we have universal healthcare or should we not have universal healthcare is a fucking backwards, right. strange conversation. It. The conversation should always be, how can we possibly provide everybody? How can we get healthcare everybody? everybody? How do we have yeah. – I mean, it seems like everyone should want everyone in the country to be, have, yeah. be healthcare. healthcare accessible. When everybody
0: argues, they're like, you can't do that because of this and this. Like, okay, but let's say we could. We should do it, right? Right. <laughs> and they would right. be like, yes, but – like, don't but, just for a second. Right. Say, yes, that would be great. Okay, yeah, let's figure it out from yeah. there where – If you got a solution, I want to hear it. That's what that should be said.
1: Right, right. Not like, that's fascism. That's capital. It's like – yeah and not like well, they should have worked harder yeah they should have got a job with i feel like everybody's
0: on the same side with that it's just you get caught up in the politics of it
1: yeah i suppose but but that's neither here nor there and every time i say anything political i'm afraid of people tweeting at me being like you fucking that's like
0: separate from political that's just saying like hey i get what you're saying though
1: um but yeah boy we went in a hot spot there for a minute now it's come apart so we had to start back over was the girlfriend
0: leaving um i didn't clean my apartment cuz i was used to not cleaning on my own after 4 years i just got used to never cleaning so it just started building up shit um i became a hoarder. um uh, my friend had to come over i stopped going up i i wasn't doing as well on stage i stopped going in i would just wallow um couldn't get out of bed like rogan would always say like you know bless his heart but like he would just like just get up and do exercise and you're like Ugh. and his that manager of his chandra she was like joe you know he can't go to the fridge right exercise is like a it's out of the question right and joe actually ended up buying me a a non um insurance psychiatrist oh nice he was like i will pay for it i can't have you like this anymore i can't have you down on everything all the time right and this guy was 180 bucks per half hour i think jesus way out of my range at the time yeah um it would be tough now to swing that you you know I could do it, but it'd be like, oh, Jesus. No, I could do it now. But like I, I couldn't do it. So instead of just accepting death, he was like, just see this guy. I'll pay for it. Um, and the guy was great. He found a pill that was abandoned in the 80s because of that Pfizer shit. They weren't like pushing it. Right. Yeah, it was cheap. Um and I'm gonna if I say it, if I remember it, anyone listening at home, you can't take what us any fucking person you've in your life or a celebrity has taken everyone works differently for each person yeah it's a chemical world yeah yeah so it, don't even ask like i'd like to take the, it's not like a shirt at all like trust your therapist over right. any of this um and the what remeron gave me oh yeah
1: <laughs> i could just screamed like someone fucking stuck a poker up his asshole dude they scream like they're being murdered it sounded like yeah someone was shaving his feet off that was the biggest i didn't
0: realize like i can't do podcasts in here they'll, they'll they'll tell the assholes will be like
1: it sounds like someone's screaming on the mic well, they might be able to hear the dog snoring too, yeah, but that's kind of sweet. A dog's being, a, it's like, that's something like a mindfulness video. We breathe with the dog. Downward dog. <laughs> downward dog. He does the downward dog thing. Of um, course he does. He's a dog. And um,
0: Remeron gave me the side effects for that was, and I could deal with it, hyperphagia. What's that mean? Not, no longer having the ability to feel full. Oh, interesting. Do it you gain weight? Epic. They said you should expect to gain 15% of your body mass
1: wow so if you're 100 pounds you'll be 115
0: if you're 150 you'll be uh 20 27.5 177.5 right um which is like all right now you're getting up there um dude i would eat plate after plate of spaghetti just keep going back wow and then i have to tell myself like ari four plates of spaghetti is more than enough right (laughs) so this is the fucking remeron fucking with you wow yeah Otherwise, I would just eat more. I would eat everything in the house. I would get high and couple it with that, and it was, like, game over.
1: But now you're not on anything. So I was
0: on this other pill for a while. The side effect of that was uh, lightheadedness. Okay. I can't remember the name of the pill, but it worked. Within two weeks, it was, like, everyone you try, you, you go on a low dosage, and you keep going up every, like, week or two until, like, either works or doesn't work. Right. Um, it was like, started to work. I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel like this clouds lift. And he goes, all right, let's stay on this for a week. And I was like, still feel like it's cloudy, but not. He goes, let's go up another 0. 0.25 milligrams. And then it was like, boom.
1: Well, then you get frightened of getting better. Do yep. you have that where you're like, I feel better, but no, wait, but maybe that's, hold well, it's on. Like when and the then you pull yourself gone.
0: back down. You're yeah. like, no, they're not gone yet. Right, right. Also, your reality becomes the depression or the anxiety. Yes. And yes. you, with ego you start liking your reality and start saying this is better right right from boston like the weather's good for you the shitty weather's good for you it's like no it's not right right that place sucks in the winter
1: no i have that all the time i tell myself not to stop worrying because i feel like it's protecting me from one of the things happening if i don't worry about it it, it'll happen it's who you are yes
0: so then it's like i don't want to say goodbye to this guy
1: that's me. Of course, yeah. And so
0: it's really difficult. Most well, and it is, is difficult.
1: it's a part of you. Yeah. So it feels like, and that part of you wants to survive. Mm-hmm. That part of you is also fighting, fighting back on survival. its own. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And Good it's point. still in there. Yeah. If your like, new girlfriend you know, and her the puppy died in a car wreck, which is extremely possible, could happen Jesus. tonight, they would probably oh. get down again, you know? Yeah, probably, I might get down. <laughs> I might get down. You might not. Yeah. also you know so then life.
0: what happened is the clouds lifted i suddenly felt like wow there it is there's old me right and i hadn't felt that way for a good 4 or 5 years my ex girlfriend that went through the depression with me um in between the wife and and not being depressed uh was so stoked for me she was like oh when i went back and visited i was like i could see it like yeah this is great um right it just it just worked so it was a combination of the mushrooms and that but So then what it did is we stay on there. It's not just like, boom, now get off the pills. It's like stay on the pills. Right. And then after like, I think five, three to five years on the pill. So my doctor, this, this high priced, really good therapist, psychologist, psychologist, whatever he was, um, he goes, so what happens is a lot of these depressions last a certain amount of time and they would go away on their own. Um, so what the pills do is just mask them while they're working themselves out interesting sometimes they don't go away on their own and they just last right. If you keep walking on a broken leg it will less likely heal back you know if you if again. you use a broken finger it will heal right um so the only way to know you can't do an x-ray on it the only way to know if it's if it's healed is to take off the mask right and then you got to risk it and they so said the problem is there is a percentage of like if you go off and be like oh shit is still there this pill might not work anymore Weird. Yeah, the brain is so fucking strange.
1: Yeah, it's complex.
0: Yeah. So he said that, no he was like, "We can try to wean off it." And I was like, "And wean off it. Don't do what Brody did." Um, and and if you, so I was like, mm, "Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna wait. It's not a big deal. It's just every morning while I brush my teeth." Right. I, I'm just gonna stay on it. So I'm wasting fifty bucks a month. That's what it was. Right. Fifty bucks a month. I, I'm gonna not risk this. I'll keep taking it. But then it hit me like I hadn't really felt love. Like I hadn't been in love with a chick in like a few years. And I don't know if it was the pill or not. Stopping the highs and the lows, you know? Right, right. I've been happy before, but no love. And I was like, I think I want to try to get off this. And so we talked about it and we weaned off it. And uh, it was gone. It was it was healed.
1: Right. I had that similarly with uh, Paxil, similar thing. Yeah. Of like, I don't want to be on this anymore. Let me wean off. Yeah. And, then and- I think sometimes I should be on, but... Did you I have know. this
0: where you'd go like a, a day of anxiety, or because I'll get anxious on a day, I'll get depressed on a day, and then if it lasts like two days, I'm like, oh fuck, especially early on, is it coming back?
1: Well, mine's just constant all the time. Constant. Mine's like ten to Mine's like one day off, where I'm like, oh, I didn't feel anxious yesterday, so but you then but, deal with it all the time. But yeah, but doing that is bad too because then it's like you're keeping score and that just keeps you lowers you into it more that you have this feeling i didn't have it i didn't have i wasn't anxious today and yeah. then the next day you are anxious you're like fuck i'm back to anxious again where right. it has to just be
0: a yeah, day like at a, a slump, time kind like of you're, thing. You're, you're fucking can't get a hit for a week then you go four for five like sweet and the next day you go over three and you're like damn it is Ooh. it back
1: right and even more uh, even better analogy of that is like you pop out and you're like, I'm the fucking worst hitter. I'm always I'm never gonna get a hit again. And we all do and that. That's in like comedy. that was one at bad. Like we all do that's that in comedy. Right, that's exactly. The
0: and then you talk to somebody upstairs like yeah, that crowd sucked and you're like, that makes you feel a little better. Right. But still
1: it like holds in you. Do you ever have this? I've used this and this is not healthy either, but it helps me where with like depression where I get really down or anxious or depressed really. But I will imagine my own death and people I love getting the news of my death mm. and being like all right, I, I better not, I better keep it together. It, it allows me to feel, uh, love, which is not the best way to feel love. You should just be able to feel it anyways. I'm working on it. But like, I'm like, oh man, imagine my, cause I'm like, my dad doesn't say I love you. hello always or whatever. And it doesn't, but then I'm like, I imagine him getting a call of being like, yeah, your son's dead. And he'd be fucking devastated.
0: That's so that helps you. That helps me. That's cool.
1: I mean, it's good. I mean, it's not the proper way to, uh, Feel and in, accept in, in love in that vipassana
0: meditation. Yeah. Um, so what happens is you don't talk. You don't. You only study. You, you you hear classes. The only time you can talk is if you ask a question to the fucking, you know, yogi or whatever the fuck he is, The <laughs> monk. The um, bear. Yeah. When he's like, I'm having trouble with this. How do you do this? But otherwise, you don't talk. You don't. You just eat, 6 a.m. and 11:30 a.m. Not past noon. And then low low protein shit and just think all the time. And you're supposed to clear your head. And all it did for me was flood my brain with thoughts, right thoughts of revenge, thoughts with, uh, of sex. And so then they teach you how do you get rid of those thoughts to go back to just thinking my foot's down, my toes down, my heels up, my toes right. up, my heels down, my toes down, you know. Um, and the way they did it with sexual thoughts, which happened, I mean, just so much, is imagine that person that you're feeling this lust for. Um, just know that's just a dude who feels lust. No big deal. Men feel lust, you know. So don't feel down about it. Start imagining that person as 30 years in the future. Mm. The chick. Withered and old and kind of gross. And you're like, great. Now imagine them.
1: 46 isn't that old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now imagine them 30 years in the future after that. They died. They're laying in a casket. Now imagine 30 years after that, worms are crawling through their sockets of their fucking. Right. And he goes, the boner should be gone by then.
1: That's interesting because that's like a thing I've read in these in all these buddhist books and stuff too is when you're fighting with your spouse or your whoever friend yeah. sibling is like in the middle of the fight picture that person 300 years from now like a similar exercise oh. of that like we're all gonna be nothing dust and bones and you're like well if you fucking you shut up yeah. you're fucking dumb so this is not an important and it's just like what are we doing like we're gonna be uh, so that's what the mushrooms tell you too it's you We're
0: a speck on the on the ex- plane of existence and time we're nothing
1: right so enjoy yourself Yes. Enjoy yourself. That's, I mean, that's a good, uh, that's a good lesson, right? Yeah. For the podcast. Uh,
0: Enjoy it. Jonah Ray had one. I don't know if you'll ever get him on a podcast for this. I don't know who that is. It's a comedian in LA. He did uh, the, the reboot of mystery science theater. It was like a dream job for him. Sure. Um, he had depression and he said the one thing that would bring him any light was this one burrito by his place in LA. Yeah. Um, that couldn't happen here in New York, but, um, Chipotle, great burritos. Do
1: you know it? <sighs> it's cool you lot you get in line and then like you can pick what you want specifically you just point like you kind of reach over the window and then point and say what you want and then like a burrito expert guy yeah it's hard i've been I <laughs> in southern california for too long to accept this um no there's good burritos here i think probably somewhere i mean there's mexicans here
0: it's mostly Puerto Ricans. And the problem is, the Mexicans here cook for a Puerto Rican audience and Dominican mm. audience. I, I don't know what it is, but it's very hard to come by. They're I guess
1: I don't care for this idea of there's no, first of all, there's good pizza not in California no, and there's good Mexican little,
0: in New York. They don't, because they don't value it enough for it to be a high commodity thing. Right. Okay. Just like there's not many good lawnmowers here in Manhattan. All right. That's fair. You know what I mean? You can get one, but it's like, it's hard to find some guy who's great at mowing lawns because there's no reason for it. There is good pizza in la just not very much and why would you have it the slice the idea of walking by and getting a slice is just like not a thing right um there is sure there's some good mexican when they say none that means like it's hard to come by right but the weed they're like the weed is just as good in new york like you're out of your mind i buried multiple people on this idea that their new york weed is just as good as la weed whatever sidetracked so but the one good thing that his day was getting this burrito that he really liked jonah and as he was eating it he was like fuck this burrito's gonna be over soon. I gotta get right back to depression. I eat all my meals like that. So he came with the saying, enjoy your burrito. It's okay. Like while you're eating this burrito, just let yourself enjoy the one good happy moment in your fucking day.
1: Right. Yeah, this I have things like that. Like I feel this way with like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band, any live recording, particularly 78 to 81, 75 to 81, in there where I'm like, I know I have that to go to. I can put that in loud, and I'll fucking, my spirits start coming up. So as long as I have an iPhone, an iPhone is the key to happiness, I think. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, as long as I have something to play, this music, I'll have that. You can jerk off and have an orgasm. You can fucking go to the park and look at a goddamn tree or lay in the grass. There's a lot to be, grateful. and this is why gratitude lists are very, helpful i was about to get to that great so that's another way i'm grateful I got that you it.
0: are getting to it yeah I, 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 it's another way i got to have it steve simone it, we always talk about our depression all the time love steve i should have him on you should for sure have him on this type of podcast for yeah. sure we always both struggled with it greatly we'd go to santa monica where we used to live and we'd walk on the beach and just talk about how we get over these fucking horrible either dating or just like the feeling of like it's all shit uh, before we knew we put a name on it of depression or anxiety or whatever
1: yeah what are you guys from the 1850s what do you mean you're like before there was a name for depression uh, before we knew what it was right you, know? right. No, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> you made it sound like you're fucking i love when people are like
0: people are depressed now they weren't depressed in the 1800s like yeah they were they just called it suicide they yeah, didn't know yeah. What it was like, right i guess he lost his job or yeah. i don't know um yeah when i saw that guy um steve lubeckin it's like he must have jumped off the roof because mitzi wouldn't pass him you're like No, he
1: had horrible depression. Well, that's the thing that that frustrates me with depression stuff, With people like, Rob Williams, he had an Oscar, he was rich, and you're like, yeah, he's sick. He's a very sick person. They had nothing to do
0: with that. Just get over it. Just get better. Like, all right, thank you for your help. Get out of here. Okay, but Steve Simone gratitude list. this list, you could do in the shower. So Nietzsche, and this is why it works, would say that when you verbalize something out loud, it takes a way more solid place in your brain. So you can feel... For instance, just to make this and I'll come all the way back to it. Um, There are people in your life, comedians who are around you. And sometimes you get a feeling of of just like um, eventually you're just like same thing where you're like, you don't say it out loud, but somewhere in the back of your head, you feel like I don't like them. Right. You just feel negative thoughts when you're around them, but you don't say it. You don't say I don't like them. And then whatever, sometimes they'd be good, sometimes they would be bad, but you just get this weird feeling of like, mm, the way I felt about going clubbing when Rogan and his friends would go clubbing and I'm an introvert and I didn't know how to put a name on it. But like, oh, I hate nightclubs. Right, right. And then once I said, I hate nightclubs, it was like so freeing. And it was like, yeah, no, you guys go. I'm just gonna go back to the hotel. I don't enjoy this. Right. And once you say out loud, I don't like that guy from then on, they can't bring you joy. They can only bring you up upset and uneasiness okay. because you verbalized it and now it's solidified in your head and it's almost monumental to get to the point where I'm like, I actually do like them now. they have actually, I misjudged them early on. But when you say something out loud, like be careful of that. Mm. Uh, you can even think like, I don't oh, think I like them. But if you say it, that is solid now. That's what Nietzsche said. And I kind of agree with him. Interesting. Um, so say so that with gratitude. The gratitude, say it out loud. The best time I found was in the shower. Five things every day that you're thankful for, and they shouldn't be monumental things. They could be, you know, right. I just won an Oscar, um, but it could be, there's a new taco truck two blocks away. Um, it could be 72 degrees today, first day over 70, right. It could be, um, those flowers are blooming, you know, that, that my girlfriend got, or it could be like, uh, anything, just five things out loud that you're thankful for. And after a few days of verbalizing that and solidifying in your head, your mood just gets lightened. Right. Um, yeah, call it gratitude, but Put it's just some like
1: gratitude in your attitude. Yeah. And
0: it just makes it so much easier. Or just like these Zoom recorders are really easy to use.
1: Right. It, little things. The shower is a thing for me that's always like helps. You have a high always pressure shower. always feel be better, better after things. a shower well, yeah yeah like I, if i'm like physically sick mental whatever it is i'm just like let me let me get naked and hot and shower and yeah yeah and then you know fuck a guy in the butt sure yeah 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 The last part was an accident i'll cut that out uh, you probably cut it out oh um, like speaking of cut it out i got i, I gotta to start to wrap up here i guess i gotta to go to therapy ironically oh that's great yeah um
0: 316 yeah so um austin yeah interesting conversations man and you could have like i think you could have multiple people on like People on mold than once, I mean. Yeah, I'd um, like to
1: do another one uh, with you something.
0: Yeah. yeah, down the road, like a year later or something. A year?
1: All or right. Less, whatever. I thought we'd hang out sooner than that. Yeah.
0: Um, do you feel for better? you, 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 feel for you in my life. You're, oh, you're a good part of my I'm life. I'm
1: extremely grateful. Well, you've been a big influence on my life. I feel like we have similar things except you're less anxiety with it of this thing of like we have to go live let's get the maximum amount of yeah you and I are the two guys in comics. yeah That I feel like I'm like let's get people together let's go do this yeah. let's try to do that I've said that in interviews i they're
0: like when they're like you go travel you do fun stuff I'm like yeah and then I'm like Joe List is the other guy he's the only guy making comics do things
1: I've tried to do that I've always tried it's it's gotten harder now people with the headline like I used to be like I mean, I was a drunk too, but I was like, when you're featuring, it's a lot easier to go jet skiing during the day. Yeah, yeah. And now you're like, oh, we have two shows, and I'm doing an hour, and it's a whole thing. I got but press, yeah. But at least, um, yeah, I'm trying, and and then taking days off, and yeah, we're all similar that stuff. like that
0: for sure. Where it's like, let's live our lives, go and see that band.
1: Yeah, it's just like it's the greatest music scene
0: maybe in the world, right? Arguably for sure, and like we go to not. More than two shows a year? That's crazy ridiculous.
1: By the way, White Reaper just announced his opening for Pearl Jam on their tour. Wow. World's Worlds colliding. That guy sent me their album. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you can get us some fucking PJ tickets. Um, Oh, yeah, maybe, right?
0: But you hate them. But... Um, I, hate them. I just thought they were outshined that year and it's all about like where you put your mind they were good i should just you, say they were good if you came with me i feel like you'd be like oh wow
1: because i'd be bouncing all over the place and... i know but
0: i came i I just the lcd sound system was so
1: fucking good all right we can't get into this, this yourself this clean too much um it, 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 <laughs> but no i appreciate you doing it it was fun i always feel better after doing these and uh yeah isn't it weird you
0: just say things you realize other people like you and you're just like yeah Right, It's all pretty fucking good.
1: Well, and it's dialogue. I tend to isolate. I'm an isolator, so yeah. like I realize I'm like, oh, go and have human contact. And it a seems like a kind of therapy
0: for you a little bit like that too.
1: Yeah, it's therapeutic, and I hope it's therapeutic for other people. So if it is, write to me and us and say we're nice people. Are,
0: have you considered doing this, uh, having a, a, an email address for people to write their their therapy type questions in? Yeah, for like, sure. Hey, I've had this. Do you guys have any thoughts on this topic? Yeah, like having a mailbag episode.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, create it. Um. All right, I gotta go to therapy. Uh, thanks, thanks bud. buddy.
0: Yeah, well, you want to plug something? I have a podcast called Ari Shapiro Skeptic Tank. Are you saving these up and then I'm gonna release them later?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do what you told me to do. I'm gonna release like four in a day and then one yeah. a week after that. I gotta that.
0: start a new podcast and I'm do to, to the same thing. Like yeah. five already there. What? Uh, when are you thinking of doing it?
1: I think in the new year. I thought like New Year, New Me, New You. Fucking let's do it. Okay. Well, I have a
0: special on Netflix called Double Negative, two part special, and um, I'm recording my next special February 7th and 8th at the Skirball Center in Manhattan, New York. Hell yeah! I'm out of town. Yeah, it's a nice. it's okay. sad. Yeah. And then Sarah's weekend.
1: doing her album the next day.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. A big weekend. Her and I are combining for the two greatest recordings of New
1: York. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're I welcome. I love you guys.
0: Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive Producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt. For the Laugh Button Podcasts.